Your whole life. <laughs> All right, let me, let me turn off. That was the Splash Cast 36 pack, ladies and gentlemen. But here we go, here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 74 of the Splash Cast, the ATL and Around the League edition, all in one. Uh, I am your co host, Reggie. I am your co host, Norwood, the Park God. Always remember before we start this party off correctly, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, follow the podcast. Follow the playlist. Follow us. Let's do it, my friend. Let's do it, my friend. Let's do it. So as y'all know, uh, my work email. As y'all know, uh, it is baseball time. It is the most wonderful time of the year in sports. It is football is in the full swing of things. We're starting to get all our rivalry games in college football. Black college football is, is, is ramping up. You all right? <laughs> Black college nope, football is ramping up. Uh, basketball, regular season about to start, and it's playoff important baseball. Uh, so right now we're going to start with the Braves, and when it comes to important baseball, the Braves are always there. We are always in the playoffs, and now we have to face a familiar foe. The familiar foe is the Phillies. The Bryce Harpers. <sighs> is Bryce Harper with the Phillies? He is with the Phillies. He left the Nationals to go to the Phillies. But before we get there, we have smoke. We said last week we weren't going to say nothing when the Braves swept the Mets. We weren't going to say nothing. We said we got to win the division first, right? So we won the division. Division champs. Braves won the division. And then I saved, we both saved the post from Mets beat writer, voice of the New York Mets, Sal Licata. Face let, of the New York Mets. I am going to let y'all listen to what Sal said back Look on July fourteenth, two thousand and twenty-seven. So, Sal, is the NLE still over? Hi, I'm Sal Licata. That was a fun series. Look at that it? face. Think about it. The Braves had all the momentum coming into the series, hitting homers left and right, basically not losing for a month. The Mets were without two All-Stars and rolled out lineups that were borderline embarrassing in those three games. And the Mets took it to them. That should put an end to all this sell you jinx the Mets nonsense. There's no such thing as jinxes. End of story. And if you didn't understand why I said the NL East was over before, 
before, you should now. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a chance to join me. It's not too late. Tweet your support that the NL East is over using the hashtag I'm with double down. I expect. So we're not going to let everybody else talk and make a fool of themselves. Sal. Wait, so do you think he hurt his back when he put his foot in his mouth? Had to. Had I to. mean, because you got to think. Probably like, knocked out some teeth. Probably knocked out some teeth and everything. Trying because... to get your foot all the way into your mouth like he did has to hurt unless you, you know, stretch regularly. Um, this is great. This is, I've been looking forward <laughs> to this since I, since we found it. There's not very many clips that get better than someone fully jinxing their team. Their team then turning into the pumpkin that they are. Woo, there it is, baby. The proof and the pudding. 175 days in first place. Eight days in first place. One of these teams is already out of the playoffs. And I get, I bet you can't guess which one it is. But you can, because we told you. The Mets are the first team in history to win 100 games and not make the divisional series. First team in the 150 years that baseball has been around. First team. Now, I will say, it's unfortunate for the Mets that you were in the division with the Braves. That's like going fifteen and two in, in football, and the person ahead of you goes sixteen and one. Like it's just like, dang. <laughs> like, but to be in first place for one hundred and seventy-five days, and to just totally blow it, totally blow it, and we knew it. We said it last week when I said when we swept them. I said it was over. I said it's over. There's nothing they can do. The Mets are not. They don't have the mental capacity to be able to. I mean, that's a, that's a hard storm to weather. You have ten and a half games. You led the entire season, and then it comes down to a series, and you get swept. It's unfortunate. So, first of all, you remember Spencer Strider called this a long time ago. Strider, he, says he, he said, "Yeah, I mean, they're a good enough baseball team, but they're getting lucky." Well, guess who was getting lucky? The Mets. That was his first. Who got lucky? And got when he lost to the Mets. Who got lucky and got bunt. paid today? Spencer Strider. <laughs> it's funny how life works out. Right on time. May not come when you want it, but it'll be there right on time. Please notice the mustache at the top. We respect the stash here. Uh, Six years, seventy-five yeah, million. It. Same as you know, he got the same deal that uh, Mike uh, Harris got. I think. Yeah, I, I I like that they're paying all of we where did we get this money from and when do we start using it? So the Braves have always been historically a cheap franchise. Uh we normally don't pay our players. That's why people leave. We pay one or two players. I think we pay like Chipper and Andrew. Um and then we pay we pay the pitchers. There now some folks south of twenty in Atlanta say they pay a certain demographic. Some folks not we ain't gonna cool. bring that up. But the Braves, <laughs> you can't argue it either if you think about it. But the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos has come in and basically he has pitched to all the players. And we don't have inside information from Alex Anthopoulos. But if you read the tea leaves, this is what I can't, this is what I got from it. Alex Anthopoulos is paying all of these players to 
play through their prime or play into their prime with the Braves, right? Spencer Strider is, I think, 22. So by the time yeah, 22, 23. 2028 rolls around, he'll be 29. And I'm sure they'll have a whole new collective bargaining agreement. I'm sure they'll have an entire new uh, TV deal. Yeah, he'll be 29 years old. So being 29 years old, he'll be in his prime. Ronald Acuna will be in his prime. Ozzy Albies will be in his prime. Uh, Austin Riley will be in his prime. Matt Olson will still be in his prime. He might be a little older. Um, And then you have Dansby Swanson, who we got to pay. Dansby Swanson will be in his prime. You still have Grissom. Uh, that he's probably gonna play another year. Uh, but I mean, you have all everybody's pretty much under. Yeah, William Contreras that you probably gonna have to play. Gonna have to pay. Everybody's under contract. Though. All of our young players are under contract to have a historic run. He set us up. He's the money's there. That's one thing that Braves fans have always complained about. We'll never go spend no money. The Yankees always go get John Carlos Stanton and they go get Roger Clemens and they go get Reggie Jackson and they go and the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West. They always go get somebody. Mookie Betts and blah 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 blah. Well, Braves we still, fans, we spending money now. We spending. Okay, so I want to tell you a few great things. Number one, we spending money, but we not breaking the bank. We just spending a little. We kind of like the Hawks. We spend a little bit of money. We spending some money so that. We we ain't the Orioles of it, but we still not. You, you haven't seen a three or four hundred uh three hundred or four mil three or four hundred million dollar contract. We're not giving those out. But I also think that this is great because he was drafted by the Cleveland Indians. Shout out to the Windians, or excuse me, the <laughs> Guardians. He also started his career with the Augusta Green Jackets home team. So you know I'm fucking with this the long way. Don't even, I didn't even, yeah, 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 got to. That's like uh, uh, Candace always, whoever started with the Durham Bulls, that's who she go for. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's how I got in with Pablo Sandoval and Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> so, uh, we said before, let me go to the media real quick. We said before that the Mets, so the Mets won one game. They actually finished 159. Right, they actually finished 159. No, they lost two games. They finished 161. And the Braves ended up, because we beat them, we had the tiebreaker, we ended up 101 and 61. So we are now. Oh, as I, that's why I lost my train of thought. That's what I was saying. Because the Mets are in the division with the Braves, if you go to this division, the NFC. The NFC the NL East is probably the second strongest division, maybe the strongest yeah, division. Mean, we got probably three, we got the all, th- three. Yeah, I would say so. The NL East is the the strongest division in baseball. So if you look at and the reason I said it's unfortunate for the Mets because if you go to just about anywhere else, go to the Central, they're division champs. Go here, they knock the Padres out. The Padres not there, but because you're here. It's unfortunate, but you can only play who you're supposed to play. Sorry to this man. You got to beat the Padres, and they did not beat the Padres. So now it sets up a big division game with the the Phillies. I think we won the series against the Phillies, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this year. So... It is going to be, yeah, here you go, with the Phillies. 
So first game is tomorrow, October 11th at 1.07 p.m. on a Tuesday. That is cruel and unusual. I will not be watching that game. I will be, I will work. be working. <laughs> I will the be at work. That, that is cruel and unusual. And then Wednesday at 4.35, they play. We're starting out with Max Freed and Kyle Wright. Uh, of course, we're going against Suarez, Wheeler, Wheeler and Noya. If you notice, we have not decided who our pitchers are going uh, going forward. The reason is St- uh, Max Strider. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Max. Spencer Strider has been <laughs> out for, what, three weeks? Three weeks now. He's been out yeah. since September. Uh, he's on the four-week NL. Uh, D- yeah, in, uh, DL. DL, DL. yeah. So... I'm just stuttering all over my words. So I'm, I'm watching. Well, we, the game. we'll be I'm fine. To... <laughs> I feel confident. I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I think that you know we can get there. We're a team that's built for the postseason. I, I think that these guys should be able to go out and play baseball. They don't need to worry about really anything else. They all been signed on contracts, so you know we know what our team looks like. And now it's just go out and do the job. And I think that we're we're more than capable of doing the job. Definitely. More and than also Mets. Send us DeGrom. Go ahead and let him opt out. Let us get him and then really just ruin your time. That's what I'm really here for. They go if they if they let DeGrom go, you would have to assume that they're gonna blow that. Well, I mean, you can't blow the team up. They spent two hundred sixty four no, million dollars. Yep, you can't blow it up for one guy. No, uh uh-uh. that mean that means you you had too much you had too much on his plate if, if one guy ruins your baseball team, one pitcher. But send him, send him to Atlanta, man. He ain't coming to. The, he, he said, he said, if there's another team he'll play for, it would be the Braves. Yeah, don't don't tell us where he where he ain't going to. He said, how about that, Reggie? Yeah. Uh, so the Braves, man, I got us beating the Phillies four two. Um, I think we end up. I think we first two the first two games. I think we're gonna go two zero. This is just my prediction. I don't, you know, take it as a grain of salt. I think we go 2-0. I think the Phillies win game three. I think we win game four, and then we come home and win game five. Oh, I'm sorry. So they, win game, they win game five. We come home and win game six. Okay, I was about to say, we, you said we dropped two. I'm cool with that, man. I'm I'm not into the deepest of prediction. I just want my team to go out and play the baseball that they're capable of playing. Yeah, man, and if the Dodgers can get out of here and lose against the Padres, it's shaping up to be a, a nice run for us. But got to take care of business with the Phillies. The Phillies, man, are a strong team, man. Yep, do they, not they overlook them. Team. Take care of what you got in front of you, then you move to the next step. Do not – don't play with the juju. Respect these teams, beat these teams, and get the hell on. Get Show me the baby. Get the hell on. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Brave segment of, I guess this is part one of of the entire episode. Uh, we are now going to jump to the Falcon segment in about 30 seconds. I'm going to change hats and I'm going to try to calm myself down, not oh, yeah, say too much crazy this. stuff because hey, y'all already know how I feel to about Tom Brady. Y'all already know how I feel about him begging for them to change the rules because we're unprotected, and now you can't hit the quarterback nowhere. Now you can't even sack the quarterback. I'm already getting fired up right now. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play something that go, I that go to the bottom of the playlist. You want some R and B? No, we're not playing bottom of the playlist. We playing some pimping shit. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. That too.
Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Falcon segment of episode 74 of the Splash Cast. I had to play some pimping shit from episode from the from the Splash Cast 36 pack just because if I played anything to get me more hype than I am after watching that game, I we, we might get canceled. I already be toting the line. So I we might be canceled. But I'm going to let y'all know right now. The Falcon before we get started, uh, we do want to say shout out to Deion Jones. Uh, he has his time with the Falcons has come to an end. He is now going to the Browns. The Browns need help at linebacker. Uh, we got rid of that contract. We exchanged some late round picks. We got a six round pick. They got our seventh round pick. Uh, but the big thing was we got out from up under that contract. He is now going to the Browns. So the last, I think it's only two more people from that 2016 game is on the roster. I mean, he might have been the last one from that 2016 Super Bowl is on the roster. Young Way wasn't on that team? There. No. Oh, we had Bryant. Right. Yeah, we had Bryant. We had Matt Bryant. Oh, right. <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, uh, shout out to Deion Jones, man. Um, while you were here under Dan Quinn, you flourished. Uh he was balling. He he was a fan favorite from New Orleans. Went to LSU. First game back home. Got a pick six against the Saints. Uh, forever in my heart after that. So shout out to Dion, man. Hate the hate 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 how it ended, but happy to see you go to a better situation. And we get to see our young players play. And we get that money back. Yeah. Because now we are unfortunately we are now at seventy seven million dollars in dead money this year between him and Matt Ryan, which is a record. Okay, but at this point, whatever. Uh, with that being said, y'all know the Falcons were picked to go, were picked to finish last, last this year in the league, two and fifteen. We are currently we were going into this game two and two, tied with Tampa for the division lead, and we were going to try to win. The division. Not only did we lead play the division, we lead the division. We played really, really well. We started out. If you look in the first half, Tampa just was killing us. But in the second half, especially in the third quarter, we started getting our footing. Um, Merritt, we just decided to run the ball. We basically became a veer offense, <laughs> and we ran the ball with Mariota, and we ran the ball with Huntley, who was. A monster Gashing them. running with Gashing the them. And you know, the, the Bucks have like a top two defense in the league. And we had mind you, we're missing Kyle Pitts. We're missing And Cordero Patterson. And Cordero Patterson. A top back and, and we're, our best. We're missing our, our quarterback. <laughs> so forgot to change hats. So this is our actual who was a db that we drafted as a punt return man now playing running back and we have an undrafted rookie playing running back as well marcus Mariota, drake london i'm very very impressed with him and we actually came all the way back until and we made it 21 to 15 and then this is the worst call in the history of roughing the passer happened Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That's roughing the passer. What was he supposed to do with, with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time? Anybody tell me what he could have done there. Just let him go. Just that's what tag him. 
and let him go. Let him throw a touchdown because he's the greatest of all time. You looking like, yeah, that's that's right. And look, the rest, and the thing is, uh, we gonna watch this again. The other refs were like, "What's the call?" And he had to explain it. And I can't, I can't believe, I'm, I'm at a loss for it. They called it, and that basically ended the game for us because we didn't have any more timeouts. Yes. So all they had to do was get one more first, first down, and it's not fair because we did get the stop. We got the stop. They couldn't stop us. We're not talking about how Tom Brady kicked them trying to get up. We ain't talking about that. And then before this, before this. They call holding, holding on A.J. Terrell, and he was running behind Mike Williams like this. Mike Evans like this. Hands up. Don't shoot. Well, all within five yards, the contact. This this has to be, to me, is super demoralizing because you don't have to cheat us, bro. We still don't even have a guy playing quarterback. We're basically almost a Wildcat offense. And you have the greatest guy to ever throw the football in the history of the NFL. And you still had to cheat us in the regular season. Two and 15 is how y'all picked us, and you have to cheat us. NFL treated us like Brett Favre treated people in Mississippi. (laughs) So Robbing from the poorest (laughs) of people. So they questioned questioned, uh, a few people after the game. They questioned the ref. They're drug testing. Mind you. Oh, don't forget, Jerome Boger is the reason that Baltimore lost to Buffalo because he had that same exact roughing the passer call against Josh Allen, and it wasn't roughing the passer that gave Buffalo a first down, and they effectively got to run the clock out. You can say everything you want about the game. You can say everything. And we'll talk more about the Falcons when we get to our likes and dislikes about what they could have done better, especially starting out 21-0. You can't put yourself in a 21-0 hole and think that you're going to come back. But even if you do, to get to this point and have the game stolen from you. And then this old blankety-blank, beepity-beep person talking about they caught him for wrestling the passer, you know, extends the drive, you're able to get off the field. What do you think of that play? Had you been lobbying or asking for the hits there? He doesn't respect it. He said, I don't know. I don't throw the flags. That's right. I... No, I ain't the right answer. He asked you a specific question. Did you lobby for that flag? He said, I don't know. I don't throw the flags. Now, so, it does Sounds like a lying salesman very... to me. Sounds like a lying it salesman put, to me. And it puts referees in a very conflicting position going forward with Tom Brady specifically. Man, he threw y'all man. under the bus. He drove, he, hey, he gassed the bus up and threw y'all ass right under there like DJ Jazzy Jeff. Because now you know that, you know what that says. I'm not saying that this guy, I know that this call was wrong. And I'm going to let that guy hold that L by himself. Uh, and so this is Arthur Smith. Yes, he's the son of a billionaire. Yes, you know, Silver Spoon, but he got some dog in him because this was his response. I'm going to let y'all know. He said F and B is what he said. F and B. He was talking to the ref. F and B. And I, he definitely and gave him a thumbs up, but he did not want to give him this. a thumbs up. I can tell you that right now. Nah, that's a Norwood thumbs up. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Gotcha. If you see that thumb, that is not the finger that I'm sending to you. Let me tell you that much. You can figure it out later, but it ain't that one. 
worst call in the history of the roughing the passer. It's so bad. It's so because there's not even they're like, oh, he slung him down. What are you supposed to just let Tom Brady go? You can't fall on him. If you if if you could tackle somebody and fall, you know, that was the Reggie White move. Reggie White would tackle you and then he would drop all 350 pounds on you to make you feel it. And pause if necessary. So he would but they outlawed that. And this is why I don't respect Tom Brady. And yes, I said I don't respect. And I'm gonna go through it again. Tom Brady is the reason, the lone reason that you can't hit a quarterback in below the waist is Tom Brady. The lone reason. He lobbied for uh he said quarterbacks are unprotected in the pocket. Mind you, you have five big fat ass motherfuckers in front of you protecting you. But we ain't talking about that. He then lobbied to uh the commissioner and said quarterbacks need protection. Because remember he tore his knee. So now you can't hit the quarterback in the knee. Solely because of Tom Brady. And after that, anytime somebody even came close to it, he would point to his knee like this. Little bitch ass. I'm cussing today. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to figure out a way to, to bleep all this. Then I'll go for it. Tell them why then, you're mad, son. Tell him then you're mad. they came out with the rule with because of Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning. Can't hit him up top. Can't hit him in you hit him too hard in the chest, you can't hit him. There's only one other way to tackle somebody if you can't land on them if you can't hit them low you have to figure out a way to roll them down that's the only way that you can do it that's a textbook call and then for the ref to double down and i hate it because you a morehouse grad you a brother you from out here your son is now moving up you know how much it sucks to be your son right now and as a ref you just got called up to the nfl you just got called up to the nfl you was working at the usfl and your your dad then makes two of the worst calls in history. And then what happens, Norwood, when you mess up over and over again? People start to go back and look at your record, right? People start, if you mess up twice in a row, I'm like, well, damn, he done messed up twice in a row. Let me go back and look at the rest of his record. They've been How pulling. How be messing up? They've been pulling his mess ups as ref for like the past 10 years. He only been in the league 17 now. Only. I'm not gonna say that he been in the league 17 years. It's a long time. Very yeah, that's but a long time, for them bro. to pull all of that. Come on, bro. Tom Brady, I hate him as a football player. I don't know him as a person, but if his personality on the field is like his personality off the field, he's a bitch there too. I don't like Tom Brady. Um, he lobbied for the. I don't know if he lobbied for this call, but he lobbied for these rules. And he's no matter what you say, he is the only one that gets these calls. He is the only one. You don't get. You don't see Lamar Jackson get them calls. You don't see Lamar Jackson. You don't see. You don't see. Uh. 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 Oh, should I take it? Make it racy. I find I'm gonna make it racy. You don't see Patrick Mahomes get them calls. You only see Josh Allen, Tom Brady, all them statues. Well, Josh Allen ain't statues. Um. Before, no, before uh, uh, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, you only see them type of quarterbacks, the dudes that are trying to hold on to being the only pocket passer that can't move nowhere. Tom Brady, you 45 years old, dog. You 45 years old and complaining about getting hit in football. Let's just break that what? down right there. You 45 years old, you have forsaken everything else, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to be messy. But you forsaken everything else to come back and play football for God knows what reason. We don't know. You got the most quarterback, got the most Super Bowls, you got the most Super Bowl MVPs, you got 
all the passing records. You down there in Tampa with no state tax. Like, I don't know why you even back. Yep. I don't know what you're doing. There's no reason for you to be here. And you're still here. On unnecessary roughness by by the NFL on the Atlanta Falcons. I I'm sticking by I'm that. gonna let you go because if I keep going, I'm I'm really gonna get this canceled. There's been a couple words that I've been wanting to say that are not cool to say anymore. So I'm gonna be quiet. Tua didn't get it's that call. So... And then and now you done got me started again. Tua didn't get that call and had a damn seizure on the field. They dribbled him off the floor like a damn basketball. He didn't get the call. And then when they asked the ref, they said, hey, they even gave the ref an out. They gave Boger an out and they said, yo. Nope. Is it because no. is it because Tua and everything, you know, is it because of that that you made the call? He was like, nah, I'm just a bad ref in general. That's basically what he said. I'm just a bad ref in general. Brother. Ain't no skin color when it comes to that. You are terrible, Boger. Go ahead, Norwood. I, I, <laughs> I think you did, you know, communicate it pretty eloquently. I would just say, it's us, bro. We got 28 to 3. You ain't got to do us like this, bro. There's no reason for you to jump on us. We still had to have medium Mariota try to r- run down the field and score a touchdown, which we've seen him not complete passes for weeks on end. They were still safe. Just make the right call and let them and let us try to earn a win man, here. Man. Movie, go ahead, frustrating go ahead. to me. That was that. That's the most frustrating part. Is we still got Mariota at quarterback? Like th- this is not a lock. This is the this farthest thing from a. It's unlocked. But we were picked to go two and fifteen, Shutter. Two and fifteen. That is probably what does anger me is we should have we there is a high probability that we could have been we could have been three and two, which would you know, that's what we're looking for for the season. And that also would have allowed us to be in first place in the AFC South. It may be fleeting, but even temporarily I would have been happy with it. Just enough to come on here and pop and tell y'all. Is it fleeting though? Nobody else in this division is good. Nobody. And we, I mean, well, we good at playing the wrong quarterback. So, all right, man. So we talked about the highlights, man. Tell me, tell me on offense, what were your likes, or do you want me to go first? Oh, my likes are we have a tough ass running game and a tough ass offensive line. That's all my likes. Yeah, I will say uh, our offensive line performed admirably, especially in the second half. I'm going to say a little little bit different, though. Kudos to the coaching staff. The coaching staff, the one thing that Dan Quinn and the Falcons couldn't do, Mike Smith and the Falcons couldn't do, is they could not figure out a way to make halftime adjustments. That's why we blew all the leads all the time. They would not make halftime adjustments. Arthur Smith for basically two weeks in a row has made halftime adjustments on offense. He knows Mariota ain't great. Winning, winning adjustments. It's winning not about adjustments. making adjustments. It's about making the adjustments that make, that put your team in a position to win games. So I, I like the adjustments that he's made. So it's kudos to the coaching staff. Cause we shut them down. And I'm going to say that to the offense and defense kudos to the coaching staff. We shut them down in the second half. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Jared. Yeah, Jerry. Boy, McKinnon. running like a whole damn man out there. 
Um, my bad, go I got excited. Little bro just just well, gave him for one. another ten yards and gave him a piece of their mind. And you know what he called y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I will say for my offensive likes, I do like the coaching staff. The, my dislikes though, and we're gonna say this every damn week. If you can't throw the ball, you can only get so far. The Falcons still have a chance at the division. They get y'all back on the Bucks. Let's y'all should lose the rest of the division games. Um, you can never fire Mariota, bro. Fire him. Fire Marcus. Marcus Mariota needs to be the backup quarterback at this point. If you can't push the ball down the field, Drake London looks like everything that he was advertised to be: strong hands, uh, not afraid to go over the middle, bigger than your bigger than your safeties, faster than your line, uh, bigger than your corners, faster than your safeties, uh, quicker than your linebackers. Like, he is everything that we've seen, and we just can't get the ball to them for some reason. We cannot get the ball to our receivers. I like Alameda Zacchaeus. Cordero Hodge has been playing well. Parker Hesse. Everybody's them, doing their do. job. And we There's just need one somebody person to be who never accurate. does their job. Well, no. Mariota does do his job, but when you ask him to do too much is when he can't do it. He cannot throw the ball down the field accurately to save his life. And at this point, if you put in Desmond Ritter, you can run the same style of offense and still put in Ritter and be okay. Our running game should an offensive line should shield Ritter a little bit. What is your uh, what is it, your dislike? It's it the same does thing. not sure matter. We're not playing for a championship. Is we're not, we're let me tell you what we're not doing. We're not playing for a championship. We're not developing Marcus Mariota. Put Ritter in the game, bro. It, I can't even imagine what Marcus Mariota even feels like. I'm sure if he looks his name up on Twitter, all it says is fire this guy. There's not a soul who believes in him. And what's frustrating about it is Marcus Mariota came to the Falcons saying, I don't mind. I'll do whatever it is to help. Meaning I will be the backup. If y'all need me to be the backup. Yes. We need you to be the backup now, (laughs) but anyway, on defense, I like – I'm not going to lie, I like the scheme most of the time. I did – I'll start with my dislikes because it, it happened kind of – it happened in order. Our safeties and our zone, I don't know what Dean Pease was trying to figure out in the first half because the first quarter we played okay. A.J. Terrell, he, I mean, you know, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. Oh, man. Oh, there you go. Hey, 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 Mike hey. Evans is Mike Evans. A.J. Terrell played pretty well. Our safeties were atrocious in the first half. They just was playing seven on seven out there against us. We didn't have any pass rush. I'm saying AK-47. Uh, I'm trying to see if Clyde actually scored there if he fell down first. I think he might be down. He's down. It's not a touchdown. AK-47, who we drafted out of Penn State. Man, I y'all killed me, and I'm going to say it every every week until he do something. We could have got him or somebody similar to him in the third round. Imagine we are right now one receiver short of being uh, an amazing offense. And I mean, well, we're not receiver technically and... one receiver short. One of these guys 
It's Calvin Ridley. I'm going to – I don't care. Uh, Calvin Ridley, to me, is he's, he's gone. I'm saying we could have drafted George Pickens in the second round. We could have drafted somebody else. We could have drafted anybody instead of AK-47. And the thing is, I don't dislike AK-47 at defensive end, but he just does not make a big impact. He does not make a big impact yeah. right now. You're going to draft a guy that high. You need him to be an impactful player. So More impactful uh, than what we've gotten so far. Yep. So that's my the safeties and the defensive scheme in the first half, specifically the second quarter where they scored 13 points, is 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 my dislike. What about yours? I don't. The defense for me was just frustrating. It it took too long before we decided to get it going. The twenty one, you can't. We are not a twenty one zero team. We're not that. We're a lot of things. That doesn't help us. We we have to start playing aggressive more. We have to start playing aggressive early. And just live and die by that. That is who we are in a nutshell. Send the blitz, either get them or get beat. Don't matter. Once again, we're developing play- we're developing players right now. We're not playing for a championship. Uh, it's hard to be aggressive when your offense can't. It's so anemic. Yeah, you can't. You, you got to be able to throw the ball. Trying, yeah. Which, it's hard to be aggressive. You know what my answer to that is? Fire Mariota. Let. But I will say now our our lights though. I don't know what switch flipped, but oh. we were playing, and we got two players hurt. Michael Walker hurt his groin. Somebody else hurt their ankle, and I don't know what flipped, what switch flipped. But Grady Jarrett has always been really good, and he is just. He was just a man possessed. Kind of, he's. I think he's underappreciated. I don't. He is, I think 100%. the vast majority of NFL doesn't know how good he is. He's mini Aaron Donald. He's he's the same build, plays the same way. It's just Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. But yeah. it's the same thing. But so you got him, and then I liked how. So I liked how our D line played, and I like how our corners played. Our corners were really good in the second half. We held them scoreless. After the first drive, they went down and scored. After that, they didn't do anything else the rest of the game. And that's still Tom Brady and Mike Evans over there. And I think they got Cameron Bray, too. You know, th- this they is had, not a bunch had, of slouches by any yeah. And, you know, touchdown Lenny, like, this is, a, this is a good team. This isn't a mediocre bunch of players. This is this is what you should be afraid of. This is the best team in, in, our, in, our, in the NFC South. No, and we made I, it very difficult for them. I'm not, I'm not really ready and to I, concede that yet because we should have beat them. To me. There's no way their defense was on their heels. We scored twice, and we were about to get the ball back. No way. I don't believe. I I don't think they're the best. I don't know. I may be a homer, but from what I've seen. Yeah, you're being a homer because I'm going to say, at the end of the day, I don't believe that given three minutes, Mariota is walking down the field. Okay. I'm not going to say he couldn't do it. I'm saying – Old lady momentum was on our side. Oh, she was. She was rocking with us. And I think everybody wanted to, you know, because, I mean, a lot of people hate Tom Brady. So I think the vast majority of people wanted to see us win this game. But it's just disappointing for it to go out like this. And then they started calling. They, God, you don't want to say this is conspiracy theory. You don't want to put on the tinfoil fitted. You don't want to do anything. You got it. 
But man, I mean the the holding call on AJ Terrell, the drive before to keep the drive alive, the holding call, the drive before that wasn't holding. It was like three in a row, and I was like, "Come on, dog!" Like, and then just the the rough and the passer just 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 sent me over the top. I ain't even. I had to walk outside from the event I was at because I had to. I was about to lose my mind in front of a lot of people. So. <laughs> At that point, I was like, "Man, I'm just gonna go ahead and lay it on down, dog." I took me yep. a nap. I was like, "I don't, I don't deserve this mental abuse every week." And this, this is tough. But I hope that Arthur Smith takes from this. I hope that this galvanizes our football team, and I hope that it, re- I hope that it helps them realize that we are mostly a decent team. I just think that we need to put, we got to that quarterback change has to happen now. I can't imagine that we wait another week. Um, so, okay, we'll talk about the Ritter watch. It's difficult to, when you want to make a quarterback change, when you want to make a quarterback change, you don't, you never want to put the quarterback in a position to play a top defense when you make a quarterback change up front, right? As the first play, because that can be damaging. You don't want to have them be, uh, shell shocked into being a pumpkin like Derek Carr not Derek Carr David Carr right you don't want that to happen same thing so we're playing the 49ers next the 49ers have a top three defense I mean and they are really good on defense D'Amico Ryan's out there has them playing out of his out of their mind shout out that's a guy who should that's a head coach who who should be up for yeah a head coach position so D'Amico Ryan's is playing really really well has them playing really really well I don't see a scenario unless Mariota gets hurt where you put Desmond Ritter against the 49ers defense. I don't I don't I don't see how that could be beneficial to him. Well, it ain't beneficial to the rest of the team. We put Mariota out there, put them well, I'm we're just in a conundrum. This. I just w- we're in a conundrum. So, what do you want to watch no. for? Is that what you're what to watch for? Is if we go see Ritter against the 49ers? Yes, that's all I want to see at this point. I don't care. The season is what it is. It's no, it's no way around. It's only through. I'm okay with that. It being what it is, but let's at least try to start winning games. Other than you're not, unless you. It is our own selfish reasoning that we want to win games. Let's be completely honest here. If you're an executive, if you hell, if you're a head coach, it's probably not in your best interest to win more games. That's how you end up with a 13-14 pick, which but it doesn't it's, help us a lot. I'm about to say that's different in football, though. I mean, in football, because you have so many rounds. And plus, you you say it's not in our best interest and we're not competing for a championship. But we were do, If we win this game, we were – a hit, number one in the division. I mean, we know that's not sustainable, though, bro. Come on now, we got to be honest with ourselves. You don't, you you know, it's not supposed to be sustainable. We weren't supposed to win more than two games. Should it be four and one right now? But against the 49ers, what I want to see is how we start the game. Every game we play, we start really slow. Except for the Saints game. We actually started out fast against the Saints. But every other game, we started out hesitant. Started out slow. We always get down and then have to come back some type of way. Uh, We're playing. It's at home, so it shouldn't be any nerves for Mariota. Um, 
So I, I want to see how we start. I want to see how we start against the 49ers, if we can weather the storm. Because they're going to come out focused and ready to play. They just beat the the everybody. <laughs> they just beat the Rams. Um, and then they just beat – they just won their last game they played. I think it was – But I feel like they're such a beatable team. It's good. Oh, it's, it's frustrating to me. I just the need 49ers? us to get it together. Yes. I think they're a very beatable team. First of all, you got Jimmy G at quarterback. That gives you – Trust me, you're beatable. Yeah, but you got Shanahan at the offensive coordinator, and he can they can you're run right the ball. Now that he he's <laughs> he be coaching, he him and his dad be coaching. They gonna win. We, we gotta run the ball. We 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 gotta. As soon as I see the the starting lineup, I'll be able to tell what how this game should go. Or how it's gonna and, go in my head, real quick. And it's gonna be disappointing if that roughing the passer call is what sends our season into a tailspin. That's gonna be disappointing. I don't think I don't I think that Arthur Smith is a better coach than that. Now, as much as I tell you, like I, I haven't really loved the coaching of Billy Napier, Arthur Smith, for everything that I've seen, is a guy who is taking the least amount and making it work. That team last year, we shouldn't have the record that we had. Considering we're the worst team in the NFL. We have not looked like the worst team in the NFL any week so far. I that I I, I don't think that in throw all, all the wins and losses out the window. Has there been one week where we look like the Atlanta Falcons that everybody predict, predicted us to look like? Not at all. Not at all. Has we there been really a? I was going to say has it been a half? I think the first half of this game is about as bad as it's been. Twenty-one. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the Falcon segment. Let's talk about the Hawks real quick before we go to break, just because we don't really have much to talk about. The Hawks look really good in Abu Dhabi. Um, the person that we saw what we needed to see against the Hawks. I mean, against the Bucks. First game, we saw Trey Young and DeJounte Murray and John Collins look like they have been practicing together and they were on the same page. Second game. DeAndre Hunter had 21 points in 21 minutes, and a lot of it was mid-range and wide-open threes. And whenever they put somebody, whatever the mismatch was, he figured it out. So if it was somebody that was too small to guard him, like George Hill or uh, somebody like that, he put him in the post. Or Connaughton, he, he was very decisive about his moves. The Hawks, if they can play if like he this. he can be this guy. The Hawks are a scary team. The Hawks are a scary team if he can be this guy. And this is why we always tell people he could be the very best person on this team. This, it ain't nothing you can do with this guy. And I don't care. I need to recheck his height. I saw the team picture. Yeah, he's he definitely looks he like looked the like second he didn't... tallest person on the team. Yeah, he's gotten taller. I don't know if it's the shoes. Dribbling. And and this is probably what it looks like if you spend a whole you know summer working out and getting better on, in your game instead of rehabbing. Yeah. This yeah. and unfortunately we see Jalen Johnson kind of going through the same thing of first two years just straight rehabbing, kind of like Anyeko Kungwu. Yeah. So, um, but he he looks good, man. He looks really good. The Hawks look good. Trey Young had thirty one points in. Uh. 
had 31 points on a 7 of 9 three-pointers and 11 of 15 field goals total in 20 minutes. So, now one thing I will definitely say about Trey Young is he is a showman. He 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 is going to put on a show. And the NBA did the right thing sending him to Abu Dhabi. Atlanta's going to be a a a we're gonna be on TV this year <laughs> a lot. But go ahead, finish your point. He he he's a showman. He knows how to entertain the crowd. He did a great job of crowd entertainment. You know, he was interacting with the crowd, all of that, which was great. Uh and I he's he's off the ball a lot more than I kind of expected so far. That is going to be interesting as the season progresses. Well, that's what they said, though. Even when uh, – because DeJounte Murray didn't play the second game. So even the second game, they put him off the ball with Aaron Holiday, which was interesting is what I saw. Now, when he was cooking, they just gave him the ball at the top of the key and said, you figure it out from there. Oh, but and th- you know that's always been my thing with Trey. When, hey, when it's your turn to cook, Bro, cut the oven on four. Put it on broil. Let it torch him. I have no issue with that. But my thing is, when it's not your turn, let somebody else have their turn. And I think that, I think that he respects Dejounte enough to do that. And Dejounte does look high, like a better facility. Trey looks like the more talented passer. Dejounte seems like he understands the game a little more. Especially when it comes to getting your other teammates involved, and and I, I in hindsight, it's kind. Of, I understand because I had some of the same issues with Kevin Herter. Some of the the same very issues with Kevin Herter. They he used to say all the time. The he used to look his... scared. He used to look red all the time. But as a player you kind of got to get your guy because you might not always be able to force your trade but you got to help your guy get to that next level man that that is that is going to be fundamental what they call it what roughing the passer even though he stripped him of the ball and was going after the ball they called it where was he supposed to go wow Y'all, okay, so you know we're watching the game live, the Chiefs versus the Raiders. They just called another roughing the passer on Chandler Jones after he strip sacked Derek Carr. They called roughing the passer for 15 yards. That's three weeks in a row. Boy, Andy (laughs) Reid is mad. He's he's calling the refs over like, y'all need to come talk to me. (laughs) Ah! Oh yeah, man, but back is, to it. This, this might be a this might be a weekend like Tua last weekend where you have to really reevaluate some rules quick. You see that Tua has now changed the concussion protocol in two weeks. This yep. that is bad, especially that's a game changing play right now. They're down ten. That put them in the inside the forty. Uh, speaking of crowd, speaking of crowd, uh, it looks like your man Jay you Crowder. Did, has emerged Atlanta has emerged as a suitor for Jay Crowder. The thing about this is the thing about this is I don't know what you give up for him and I don't know where he fits. The bench, backup three. Well, here's the thing about him. The thing about Jay Crowder and being on the bench is allegedly, allegedly, allegedly he wants a contract extension and he wants 
Um, Tom Brady rule, Russ. And, uh, he wants a contract extension, and the Suns approached him about benching him and having him come off the bench for Cam Cameron Johnson. Isn't that his name? Yep. From North Carolina, correct. So they well, because me I mean you. they paid him too. They paid him more money. I mean, at the end of the day, as Gilbert Arena says, "Hey, you making four hundred thousand dollars? We paying this man seven million. We stop. No, stop. they haven't. They haven't paid him yet. Christian Johnson, he's he's still on the he's 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 next in line to get paid. And long term, that's the guy who you're going to pay. But I would have waited another year, just like we're waiting another year on DeAndre Hunter. You should wait another year on Christian Johnson because Crowder today is a better basketball player than Christian Johnson. So I don't, I don't, I don't see where he fits on the Hawks because if he doesn't want to start, if he wants to start, then we don't got nothing for him because I don't think he's a better than DeAndre Hunter. No, not no, when they're both he, healthy. He's, he is more no, he you, is more dependable because he's more healthy. But talent-wise, he's not better than him. Tw- we just saw 21 points in 21 minutes. I'm pretty sure that they're rocking with that. Shout out to my dad. Bob <laughs> Davis was good. I'm glad you I'm glad you signed in now because I was cussing earlier about Tom Brady. Uh <laughs> but the Hawks, I don't I don't see the Hawks going after Jay Crowder, man. I they I mean I'm not going to I don't see where he fits. If he comes off the bench, then you got to give up the holiday brother, which is cool. They're both Thank on expiring you. contracts. I could see him maybe coming off the bench, but I need him to be okay with coming off the bench because you are not about to be a starter in this five when you got the uh Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Everybody has a defined role. And, and you're not gonna it. be the they primary focus on the bench either. Because we got Bogey. Bogey is the shooter. God. Bogey is the shooter. AJ Griffin is the shooter. Uh, although everything about Nate tells us that he's gonna go to the the G. But the still, Hawks you gotta G. think. You gotta come with the with the five. You gotta put Jalen Johnson at the four. He's really the only guy who can play that. Mm-hmm. The three is where he fits. Is where he fits. But you also have. I mean, I guess you have. I was thinking, like, you you need more three-point shooting because you know you're not going to get it out of Jalen Johnson nor Onyeka Kongwu. But you got Bogey. I will... He is going – he would have to be okay play. with being a spot-up shooter and defender. That is the only thing – that is his he, only role. If he wants to do he any – with Phoenix. If he wants to do any – but he starts. I'm talking about off the bench. Oh yeah. Now that, what, is, now that is the so, tough part. You're going to a worse team with a reduce with a with a lesser role. Quietly has kept Phoenix is in a lot of trouble over there. I've um, been telling y'all that. <laughs> but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the Hawks dream segment as well as the Falcons segment. Nobody likes Tom Brady. AJ, nobody wants to talk about the Lakers and and everything you know the only time we really talk about the lakers is to say r.i.p to kobe y'all are full of bandages and uh y'all are sponsored by all of the emergency rooms across america because y'all cannot stay healthy to save anything don't come over here talking that trash you missed the brave segment i was waiting on you to chime in about the dodgers but it's cool and once again wednesday splash cast 36 pack 
36 pack of fire already put together sequence ready waiting for your audio experience thursday we will have more content we will put out on this very page it will come out and we will let you know exactly what it is and then saturday i will be out of town but i will still give y'all saturday morning live from beautiful sunny jacksonville florida yes sir Oh, you said we're not going to get not get the two-point conversion. No. This is where you can find us. If you go to Instagram and you click on the link tree, this is everywhere, including right now on Twitch. This is where you can find us. See, and we always say it's up now. So you can actually click on that and watch us anytime you want to. All right, Norwood, take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, once again, shout out to the world rocking with us on the Monday full edition, everything. Do it all. We are the realest podcast in the world for a reason. But always remember, 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 number one, more black baseball, more black baseball. And we are rooting for Mike Harris to win the rookie of the year. Number two, number Sneaky, two. Sneaky, you know who went in our fantasy two. football matchup. I'm up by 55 points. More black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three. 51. Historical black college and university that you graduated from, your cousin graduated from, that aunt that you real cool with, your grandmama graduated from, send some money over there. The historical black college and university in the very neighborhood that you live in, send some money over there. It's homecoming season. We know you're going to go over there and tailgate. You're going to go over there and suck up the set, set out, drink up all the liquor, drink up all the beer, eat up, and you know you're going to the grill, and the first thing you're going to say is, hey, man, can I get a piece of chicken? least you could do is donate back to the school. <laughs> that is the very least. Because people come right up with the expectation. Hey, bro, can you get me a plate? And what do we do? We come back with a plate. The least you could do is make a donation. We don't donate. care what it is. Whatever it say, is, oh, just make it. Right, just going. make the donation. And then finally, the greatest learning institution in all the world. If you don't know, then you're wrong. But if you don't know, we will tell you it is the Hampton University. I'll be there soon and very soon. I'll be riding across Settlers Landing, the sun beaming on my face, the air smelling sweet. Send some money to Hampton. We love you. And if you don't, we say this all the time. Um, if you did not go to an HBCU, if you did not, if you attended a PWI or you attended another school that's not an HBCU, there, if you live in the South or in the East, there's an HBCU or in the Midwest, there's an HBCU near you. Donate money to the nearest HBCU possible. When are, are we working on our website? We've got it designed. We just got to get it. Well, Got our idea down, getting it designed. There will be links for you to donate to whatever alumni association you want. And so make sure and whatever uh, and some non-alumni associations as well. So make sure. And if you have an organization that is looking for donations, looking for support, please reach out to us. Because, you know, as much as we we come here, we love the podcast. Of course, we love to use our our podcast to lift up historically black college and universities, but we really want to be able to support multiple different uh, organizations, community service, whatever it is that, that is very near and dear to me and Reggie's heart. And I know we get on here and play and, and all the rest of that, but this is really what it's about more than everything else. So if you, if you know an organization that's looking to be supported or, or can help us, please reach out. We want to, that is what we're truly about.
Yes, sir. That's it, right? Yeah, after that, hey, man, it ain't but one thing for me and Reggie to do now. <laughs> we finna hang out and watch the rest of this game. Go Chiefs. Yeah, it's four minutes left. It's a one-point game. I've won my fantasy football line matchup. So I have won every – all of my teams won this weekend. Uh, uh, with that being said, man, we love y'all. Stay safe. Peace. Adios. Adios. Mi amigos. Mi amigos. God is love. And until we see – Yeah, when, when the sun, when, when the sun goes, when, when the sun, when the sun, when the sun goes down, when the sun, when the sun goes down, when the sun, when the sun, sun, when the sun goes down, and ain't no light on that side, you better run, you better run, hey. Stars come out, and ain't no light on that side. You better run. You better run. Strange through hanging, blood on the leaves, dirt on my hands, blood on my sleeves. Doors won't open, mud on the keys. I'm tired of praying, blood on my knees. Can't imagine the trauma, seeing blood on your seed. At the burial ground, shoveling mud on your seed. Channel 2 News showing all your bad deeds. Strange fruit hanging, it's from all the bad seeds. Deprived of the water, deprived of the sun. Deprived of the land, deprived of the gun. Deprived of your rights, deprived of your fun. When it's dark on this side, better run.